Dad Jeff Burnham. And today's topic is Snow Beast. Yes, sir. It's from 1977, made for TV movie. It's one that I actually first watched, Alistair, when we were preparing for the first monster stampede, which was on the Yeti, because I was trying to find some stuff for homework. I think I even recommended it then. I've read it premiered on NBC and later played on the CBS Late Movie in 1978 in a truncated version. So the cover with the Snow Beast on the actual cover totally does not look like the Snow Beast in the movie. Well, yeah, not on the Blu-ray we have. Probably doesn't surprise our listeners at this point that the weird movie we're talking about that was made for TV in 1977 is also something that I own on Blu-ray. Blu-ray released by... Retro Media, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep, they've released a couple things that we've picked up, including Octoman. Yep. Octoman was fun. These are really rare things to see, but we saw a cameraman shadow and a camera even. Oh, even in, a, in yeah. Snow Beast? Yeah, well, yeah, like, it's... yeah, it's like a... It's a whole camera. Well, you, well, you got to keep in mind, shadow. right, when you see things like that in movies, when you see the cameraman's shadow or you see an actual camera, because there is, there's a full, like, big, you know, TV camera in the background of one of the shots. The reason that kind of stuff happens is because when they're making TV movies, it's usually really cheap. So they can't necessarily, if they go back and see there was a shadow in a shot or a camera in a shot, they can't necessarily go back and reshoot that. That costs money. Yeah, and the most rarest to see, I would say, is the camera, probably. Yeah, you rarely see the actual camera <laughs> that they're shooting the movie with, or one of them anyway. Yeah, you know? because there was like a camera shooting another part, and like, there was like two parts, there was the camera. It was, a, it was like a, um, a big... High school, basically. Yeah, it's in a high school, and there's there's chaos because the snow beast breaks in, and everybody starts running. They panic, and so they clearly just had a bunch of cameras or two cameras at least set up to capture this panic scene. And yeah, you can see the one right yeah, in the background. Yeah, it was like they, we were seeing off one of them, and then there was another shot. It was like directly on the side of the shot we were seeing that was in the shot that we were actually seeing yeah i pick up on these things i tend to because i mean again like i've worked on movies and stuff but especially when you catch like camera crews and reflections of windows and things i tend to notice that but this was the first time i noticed an actual camera in the shot in snow beast i've seen this maybe three or four times now and yeah that was the first time i saw that last time we watched it the first time we watched it on blu-ray anyway I saw the cameraman's shadow. There, There's um, a lot of skiing in this yes, movie. Yes, there is a lot of skiing. So. And so they get, when they're skiing, there's also a skiing camera person. 
And you can see their shadow in one shot yeah, as they're skiing alongside the, the skier. The, um, the sun is, like, directly on them. Yeah. So the shadow is a little bigger than it usually is. So you get to see the shadow of the yeah, cameraman. Yeah, the, the sun's off to the side because, of course, it's winter, you know. Yeah. So it's not directly above. It's off to the side casting these big shadows. Yeah, and it makes, like, the big shadows. And you can see the cameraman's shadow. Yeah. So we started off with some monstrous minutiae here. Alistair, should we get into a little bit about the movie? I mean, we've already talked about continuity errors or production errors, so maybe we should talk about the actual production itself. Yeah. Yeah. So we watched it for this. This is maybe the first time I saw the 88-minute version. There's two versions. Like I said, the CBS late night movie or CBS late movie version, which is 72 minutes. I think that's what I saw first and what we watched last time. This time we watched the 88-minute original version of it. I didn't realize that, like the... Well, remember there was the footage that looked worse than the other footage, and you pointed out that it looked weird, and it stayed that way for about 10 to 15 minutes? That was the extra footage right there. Like, that was the Mm, most of it, when they're talking about what to do about the snow beast with the sheriff. So that wasn't there in the 72-minute. Okay. So, Al, in as short a period as possible here, try to explain the plot. Like, really short, really brief. What happens in Snow Beast? So, first, you see, like, two people skiing. One of the people gets already you're Already you're running <laughs> the broad scope. Like, if you had to present this plot to somebody in, like, two to three sentences, what would you say? I'm trying to make a point here. Two to three. I'll go with three. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so... They try and get a lost woman. Uh-huh. So a woman is lost in the opening. They find the snow beast and try and capture it. Uh-huh. They accidentally kill a bear. Then they kill a snow beast. That was four. Okay. No, that's right. No, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um. So, yeah. Where And where are they? Uh, They're in, like, a skiing... No. They're, like, in a... A winter festival? Okay, there's a winter festival. Good. You're getting at some good stuff here. There's a winter festival, and they're at a ski resort. Yeah, ski resort. Yeah. So There's like a million skiers in there. Yes, good, good. So this is what I'm getting at, right? I was trying to get you to explain this plot really simplistically because I'm hoping that our listeners will pick up on something that is pretty clear when you watch the movie, which is the fact that Snow Beast is effectively jaws with a yeti or a bigfoot it's exactly jaws basically but with a bigfoot instead right and we've talked about this on the show before right we had grizzly right we had grizzly early on but there were a lot of movies in the post jaws era that just used the formula from jaws because it was so perfect to make their own monster movie and so you get a lot of well it's jaws but with blank right or it's Jaws at a blank, you know, and it's just replaced the specifics of Jaws with something else. And Grizzly was Jaws with a grizzly bear. And this is Jaws with a Bigfoot. And it's basically snow sharks. <laughs> you mean Santa Jaws? Snow sharks. Or no, you mean snow sharks. Snow sharks. Yeah, okay, I gotcha. 
Save the Jaws and Snow Shark are totally different things. I know. I forgot about snow sharks, but you're right. Yeah. The, they're like ghost sharks in the snow and they yeah. eat skiers. You're right. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're basically, they, it, the mountains look very similar. So don't be surprised <laughs> if it looks like if snow beasts and snow sharks look like they're in the same place. Yeah, for all of you listeners who are big snow shark fans, which describes, I'm sure, all of none of you, <laughs> you'll you'll notice that similarity for sure. Al, I don't know that many people watch the kind of movies we watch with the regularity that we watch them. I love snow sharks. <laughs> I know snow sharks was fun. That was a good one. <laughs> it's we like had a good snow. time. It's like fins. It's probably like they're motored fins that just go through the. Yeah, it's like, well, they're snow. ghosts, and they're it's weird. They're like Native American ghost sharks or something. It's strange. It's a weird one, but it is funny because yeah. you know their fins are above the snow, and then they jump up and eat skiers and stuff. I don't know that we'll do an episode on it ever, but uh, it is it is a hoot, and I think it's streaming on Netflix or something. I think that's where we watched it. Yeah, I think that's where we watched it. No. We might have it. No, we don't have it. Um, I guarantee you we don't have a copy of that. I guess we watched it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So, Snow Beast. Alistair, what do you want to talk about in Snow Beast? I want to talk about, like, there is a really cool thing. Um, It's like they use the same shot for two different shots, shots way early in the movie and way late in the movie. Yeah, the same establishing shot of the barn. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I don't know that that's particularly cool, but it is interesting, and it was yeah. a good it was a good thing to note. Yeah, it's like it's late in the and then it's early, so it's really hard to compare them. Well, and we only noticed because I had pointed out to you that the first time it was shown that it looked like a Bob Ross painting. Yeah, and then the second time it still looked like a Bob Ross painting. So yeah, it was the same shot. Well, let's talk about this monster, man. What's he What's he like? Or what's it like? <laughs> I think they call it a him. I don't know. What does he like? Not what does he like. What is he like? Oh, uh, okay. So, he's like a yeti, basically, but he's tiny. Yeah. He's a tiny yeti. I don't know that he's tiny. We just don't see him much. No, we don't see the whole body. Yeah, it's very brief, the shots that we get of it. And, I mean, it's made for TV, so... You know, it can't be super duper gory or whatever. There is some gore in it. There's a little bit of gore, a little bit of blood. But uh, we don't, yeah, we don't see him very clearly much. We get more of the POV kind of a thing, right? We see like in Snow Beast vision. Um, It's like his head with like, it's just his mouth in a furry head. Well, and we get more of his arm than anything else. Again, like in Grizzly, you know, when like the person's wearing the grizzly bear uh, like paw, you know, and like reaches in and like slaps people. It's the same pow, kind of thing. Pow, pow. Yeah, it's like um the paw reaches in and slaps people. But in this movie, like the first time, it's just a guy with a grizzly arm that grabs a stick. You from mean a snow tree. beast? Yeah, grabs a stick, eats it. Well, of course, the difference is in Grizzly, you could get an actual Grizzly and show the Grizzly. Also, it was not made for television. Grizzly wasn't yeah. made for TV. Snow uh -oh. Beast was. So the suit is pretty rubbery, kind of goofy looking when you see it, but it's still awesome. Yeah. Especially when he shows up at the high school. <laughs> yeah. He, like, punches through the window. <laughs> yeah. 
He's window punching Storm. Punches like a lot of windows. In he does game. actually for <laughs> for a monster that is forest bound. It does end up punching a significant number of windows. That's yes, for it sure. Does. Yeah. That's pretty funny actually. There is another funny part without the monster. When they're at the barn, it's like a kid is outside and like what was it like a deer head? Yeah, it's like a skull. Yeah, and like the um the head of the kid is covering the skull and the, its antlers are on his like ears so it looks like he has antlers. <laughs> yeah, he's framed in front of the skull so the kid has yeah. antlers. And it's supposed yeah. to be a scene where the kid has just seen a horribly mangled dead body. We actually learn later that the snow beast ate her face off. Yes. We don't see it, but we're told about it. And that's what the kid's just seen. But it's hard to pay attention to the kid's trauma or to feel bad or whatever because it's this goofy shot where he's got antlers and it's kind of chuckle worthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, sort of, it sort of ruins the moment. <laughs> yeah. And then like... You don't see her face, it's just her arm. Yeah, you see her arm covered in blood, and her coat at another point covered in yeah. blood. But she's the one who disappears, and to, get, to give you, like, the equivalent in Jaws, she's the woman in the beginning of Jaws, right? Um, not that you've seen Jaws, Alistair. Jaws is... <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. But for our listeners, that's the equivalent of the woman in the opening of Jaws. By the time, Alistair, you see Jaws, man... You're going to know the whole plot of Jaws because we watched, I don't know, two dozen movies that are just Jaws again. Yeah. Like, again, Grizzly, right? Grizzly being my favorite of the Jaws knockoffs and Snow Beast very much so, too. The reason that so many people get killed by the Snow Beast in the movie is because Mrs. Rill, who runs the the uh, ski resort, right? Do you remember what she's doing in the movie? No. She's the old lady, the uh, Tony's grandma. Tony's kind of our protagonist, one of our couple protagonists. Um, but his grandma, she runs the ski resort. Do you remember her big deal? No. No? We just watched it last night. <laughs> She's the one who's running the Winter Carnival, right? It's the oh. 50th annual Winter Carnival. And when Tony realizes that there's something killing people up on the slopes, he can't get her to shut down the Winter Carnival or to really do anything about it because she's like no this is our this is our 50th annual carnival it's our big tourist season we can't shut down the slopes just like in jaws only instead of being fourth of july it's the winter carnival mrs rill though i don't know if you recognized her al mrs rill was in beetlejuice that lady is the caseworker of uh, alec baldwin and gina davis's characters She's the dead lady who, when she smokes, the smoke comes out of her neck. Do you uh, remember that? No. No? Okay. But that's her. Anyway, she's in Beetlejuice. The other person of note probably is Bo Fenson. I don't know, listeners, that you'd know him. Bo Fenson plays, I don't know, sort of the uh, Chief Brody surrogate character in Snow Beast. Alistair in Jaws, the main character, has to fight a shark, but he's afraid of water. So that's a big problem, right? Like That's his character problem. In Snow Beast, Bo Svensson plays a former Olympic gold medalist skier who's afraid to ski. Yeah. So that's his problem, right? How can he fight? I forgot why he was afraid to ski. I, You know, the thing is, in my memory, it was because he crashed, but it isn't. It's He explains that it's because he was a champion 
And he didn't want to be one of those champions who burns out and nobody remembers them. And then uh, he just becomes a failure. So he decided that the best thing to do was to not ski while he's at the peak of his career. And then he became afraid of skiing. It doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense, but that's the reason he gives. I don't know. Yeah, and he skis at the end of the movie. Yeah, he eventually just does it. Yeah, and I've seen clips from Jaws, and the guy on the boat is our main character that does kill Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that clip. I've seen the end of the movie. Yeah, he has to go. I, I had seen the end of Jaws before I saw the whole movie Jaws, for sure. I've seen, like, the clips of Jaws. I've seen... The only clip I remember was the end that I just took you listeners about. You never saw that. I, am, I imagine most of our listeners have seen Jaws. We'll get um, around to it eventually, but it is one of those kind of big, scary movies. You know? I don't know. We can't do it because I'm t- a little too young. I mean, a lot of people watched it young. I didn't. I mean, I saw a lot of it when I was a kid. Like, I'd catch bits and pieces of it on TV. I probably saw the whole movie when I was a kid, but I don't think I saw it like from beginning to end until I was a teenager. Oh. Because, I mean, I would turn it on on TV and I'd be, oh, here's Jaws, and I'd watch, what you know, the last half of it, whatever was left. So, I don't know that I watched the whole thing until many years later. Oh. And so far, you've seen clips. So, yeah. same boat. Same boat. Jaws. Boat. Whoa. Same skis. Snow beast. Whoa. Bad. <laughs> there is a lot of... There's like a hundred skis in this movie. <laughs> you do see the woman's skis in like the... What are they? Like the things that... Oh, the poles that they use? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually how they kill the monster. Yeah, yeah, it is. They do stick it into it, but it's clear that cameraman is just holding it. Yeah, yeah. It's well, clear he's just holding again, it. Again, it's that snow beast perspective. Yeah. We get that first person snow beast point of view. And you see the um guy like has Bo Svensson. Yeah. I don't know his character's name. I just called him Bo Svensson the whole movie. I knew all of the other characters' names. Not Bo Svensson. Yeah, he just he's supposed to stab it, but he's basically just giving it to the cameraman. Well, sure. I mean that's movie magic. But again, you know a little bit more about making movies than most kids, so yes, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> but we know in the logic of the movie that he stabbed the snow beast, and that's how it dies. Yes, but clearly if you know that it's just a cameraman, yes, it is easy to know the cameraman is just holding it. Have I jaded you, Alistair? Are what? you Are you at a point in your life where you look at movies and you're like, this isn't scary, I know how they did that. Yeah. Or do you still, do you still have fun, though? I still have fun. Okay. But yes. And you can still get spooked by movies too, right? Yeah, I still okay. do, right. but I still know how it works. I, I and just I didn't, still have fun. I just didn't want you to be ruined by this whole process. No, I mean, it I is I know how movies f- are made, and I still get spooked by movies. Yeah, it is still fun just watching and seeing how funny it is. And you can catch really rare things and see how funny it is. Yeah. Like when we saw... Uh, when we saw that knee from the movie, like... The knee. Oh, 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 sure, sure. When there was a crew member in one of the other movies we watched recently. Yeah, there was like a... It was just a knee. Yeah, somebody crouched down just outside of the shot, or so they thought. But okay, Snow Beast. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) 
So are we at the end of the movie? <laughs> I don't know, man. Are we? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, where we were just well, we're, we're, we're at a different point in our show in 2019 here where rather than just recapping the movies, we can talk about them, talk about the best parts and not have to go step by step through the entire movie. Yeah. You're old enough now that we can actually hold a conversation and review it rather than simply just talk about the plot. Yeah. Which I think is good for our listeners because if they haven't seen Snow Beast, they can go watch it and get all of those little plot details, right? Things that we don't talk about on the show in detail, like there's a love triangle going on. There's a whole deal with the Snow Queen. There's a bunch of stuff that we're not getting into too deeply here. Because, you know, Al, you're old enough now that we could just talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what was weird, and give it our general thoughts rather than... And what was funny. And what was funny and what was maybe spooky rather than just go step by step through the plot. And what was even rare. Yeah, like like we did with Critters. We didn't sit down and talk about every single step of the plot of Critters. We reviewed Critters, broadly reviewed it, what our thoughts were, what our perspective is but not talk about the entire plot. I say we let old uh, Santa Jaws be the last movie that we go step by step through the plot of. Not that we even did it there. We were getting away from it there. But I think that's the most we're going to do. Unless we really don't have much to say about a movie, and then maybe we'll go step by step through the plot. Yeah. But that's something that was good for you when you were younger. You know, when you were like four, how did you talk about a movie? All you could do is really say, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then we have to, you know, just call that our episode. Whereas now we can actually talk about it, you know, in a little bit more depth. Yeah. How do you think this stacks up against Grizzly to get into some of that depth? As Jaws knockoffs go, right? You don't know Jaws, but like these two movies are similar because they're knockoffs of Jaws. How do you think this stacks up with Grizzly? I don't know what you mean by stacks up. Like, compares. How does it compare? Is it better? Is it worse? I would say they're a lot alike. I would say, um, Snow Beast almost goes over Grizzly, but Grizzly has gone over Snow Beast. So Grizzly's a better movie than Snow Beast. I would say because Grizzly barely gets that because I do love the bazooka blowing up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. And that's just a matter of budget, too. This one was made for TV and Grizzly was a theatrical release, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, money-wise alone, there's a lot more gore, a lot more action in Grizzly than in Snow Beast. Because... I mean, we don't get to see the Snow Beast much. No. I do say it does go the tiniest bit below Grizzly but I would say that happens because the blowing up oh, destroys Snow Beast. They would be neck and neck if there if the blowing up wasn't that good. I would say that because Snow Beast does have that cameraman shadow and the actual camera. So you think that that makes it a better movie having yeah, those make, mistakes? Yeah, have it. It's barely got that because I do love the. The blowing up that I said that like a million times. Well, and I think Snow Beast is a maybe a spookier movie. Yeah, it is because a we spooky. don't see the Snow Beast much. No, right? by not letting us it's see like the a Snow mystery. Beast. Yeah, we we just get the perspective, the POV shots, and that that builds up tension. You know, when we when our main characters are hanging around 
and then there's just a snow beast watching them, but we don't see the snow beast. We see it from its perspective, and that creates suspense. Whereas in Grizzly, we pretty much immediately start seeing the Grizzly. Yeah. Because it's a bear. I mean, what does it look like? It's a bear. We know exactly what it's going to look like. It's just a big bear. So it does have that going for it, but Grizzly also has that woman who's like, the bear picks up and throws around and it has the kid who gets his leg like popped off. You know, there's a lot of wild stuff going on in Grizzly. Snow Beast has to cut away from all of that wild violence and stuff because... It's made for TV. Yeah, exactly. And what happened every time they went to show something violent? They cut it. It went to commercials. Yeah. The screen goes red and then it would go to commercial. Of course, the commercials aren't on the disc that we have, but... It just goes red. Yeah, it goes red and it fades and you know it went to commercial right there. Yeah, because it usually stops what happens and then turns red and then keeps going with the movie. Yeah. After the commercial break. After the commercial break. Here we go. Okay, there's no commercial. Here we go back. (laughs) So, they do go out and kill the grizzly. You mean the snow beast? Yep. <laughs> I mean, they're so it's, similar. It's so easy it's, to uh, They call it Bigfoot in the movie. Yeah. But they it do. is a white furred Bigfoot, like a Yeti. But Yeti, I guess, only live in the Himalayas or something specifically, they would say. But it looks like a Yeti is a Bigfoot. I don't know. There's a lot of talk in the movie about whether or not Bigfoot is real. And Bo Svensson's character's wife, Helen or Ellen, I think it's Helen, she's a reporter and she believes in Bigfoot for reasons. I don't know. Because she's seen like tracks? Yeah, I mean, she's doing some investigating, which if you watch the 72 minute version, she doesn't do a lot of investigating. We just hear that she was. If you watch the 88 minute, she actually has more to do. Yeah, she does. So, they do go out on, like, a camp. Oh, at the end of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Like, in the end of Jaws, they have to go out after the shark. In the end of Snow Beast, they have to go out after the Snow Beast. Yeah. Do they go out on a boat? No. It would be funny if they did just push a boat out there. Just, (laughs) (laughs) like, Fitzcarraldo it up the mountain and then ride it down. Yeah. I mean, the snow beast wouldn't know what to do at that point. Yeah. It seems to know that it needs to destroy skis and stuff, but... It's gonna need a bigger camper. Yeah, that's what I said during the movie. They're gonna need a bigger camper because they take out a truck with one of the campers on the back of the truck. Listeners, you know the kind I'm talking about. You know the thing you'd put up on a, you know, the, the bed of a truck. And that's what they take out to go snow beast hunting. And you know the snow beast is going to wreck this thing. It's a it's a dinky little camper. You need like a big old Winnebago to fight this thing. Now, yeah. little camper and they get wrecked. What does the snow beast do to him? He, there's like a bunch of logs in the woods for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pile of logs all tied up. Yeah. And he kicks them? Uh-huh. If they were tied up, how did he untie them? Well, he's got that Sasquatch strength. Yeah, yeah. So he kicks them, they roll down the hill, and destroy the sheriff. He jumps in the back of the truck. The grizzly... 
Why do I keep calling it <laughs> Grizzly? Because we're talking about Grizzly. And there is actually a bear in the movie there that they is. kill. Yeah, because they don't know what the thing actually looks like. Yeah, like in Jaws, they kill the wrong shark. Here, they kill the wrong creature. So yeah. they do kill the wrong shark. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. cool. Like I said, everything everything you see in Grizzly and Snow Beast is pretty much taken from Jaws in some way. The only differences really are the cast members. The and, cast uh, members the, and, and the, the monster. monster. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff gets wrecked, though, man. Run over by logs. Yeah. And he- then they leave him. <laughs> then, like, then the others leave him, and he, he gets eaten. Died. Yeah, he gets yeah. eaten by the snow beast. He, he, the snow beast rips the ski thing off. Rips the door, I guess? Yeah, he really... When they come back, remember, there's just a big old, like, bloody splotch in the snow that we know used to be the sheriff. Yeah, it's like, um, they roll into the sheriff. He eats them, I guess, and, like, slobbers with blood, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yeah, he's a messy eater, you know. Yeah. The the snow beast. He's always messy. Needs a napkin. Fork, knife, plate. (laughs) Fork, knife, and plate. What if he had, like, a giant plate, took the sheriff... Put it on the plate, cut him up like ham, and then use the <laughs> fork and ate him. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's definitely a pig joke in there, I guess, listeners. You can mm-hmm. you can imagine that yourself. Al didn't mean it intentionally. <laughs> but uh, boy, what was I gonna say about that? This ham even comes oh, oh. from pigs. Remember then they get the gun though. Yeah, Tony they gets do. that gun. And they shoot him. Pew pew pew. But that doesn't kill him. We they shoot him don't. a bunch of times. Yeah. And it's easy to not just look at the tracks. You can follow the blood. Yeah, they they have to then track him in the most exciting cross-country skiing scene you've ever seen. It's super dull. It's Bo Svensson cross-country skiing slowly through the woods after these tracks. It's not exciting at all. The most- but they shoot him and he doesn't. He grumbles, the snow beast. They shoot him. But he doesn't shriek until Bo Svensson, like, hits him with that skiing pole. Maybe it doesn't die, only with sharp things. Well, I mean, a bullet, like, traveling hundreds of miles an hour, ripping through your flesh, should, in theory, also make you scream, just like the skiing pole being stabbed into you. But no, I guess he just hit it in the right spot. Yep. So, like, he does start bleeding because of the... the yeah, the he gets shot. You're right. Yeah, the bullet wounds. Yeah, they're they're bleeding. It's weird that you don't see blood when he punches windows. Well, I mean, he's got those strong Sasquatch hands, you know. Mm. Any other I... thoughts on it before we get into beastly best? Uh, no. All right, what's your beastly best, my man? What is the best monster moment or the coolest monster moment in 1977 or 78s, depending on which version you're watching, Snow Beast? I will say when they, when it's clear that the cameraman is holding oh, the when, ski thing. Well, I mean, I don't know that that's a monster moment, though. That's a filmmaking moment. <laughs> it's a monster moment. But you, So you're saying it's when they stab the snow beast with yeah. the, the pole. Or when they shoot him. No, I think it's when he punches the window in the high school. I just like every time okay. when they punch I'm gonna, windows. I'm going to go with you on that. 
when the snow beast causes chaos at the high school, it's the first time you really get a sense that the snow beast is, I don't know, malicious, like outwardly malicious, not just killing people who wander into its territory. It goes down and terrorizes the winter carnival celebration. Yeah. It just, it just shows up and wrecks shop and then... They crown the Snow Queen, who is going to be the ambassador of the the festival or whatever, and then it eats her mom and then runs away. It like, yeah. causes chaos, punches a window, everybody freaks out, it eats that girl's mom and then runs back into the hills. Yep. That's his job. Running in, running out, eating people, running out. <laughs> yep. Snow right. Beast. The master of running in and running out. And of course, uh, you know, we come to this after having reviewed Critters. So there is uh, a nice connection here. I don't know if you caught it. Kind of did this on purpose. We got a Yeti here and we just reviewed a movie about space Yetis. Mm. Yeti versus Yeti versus Yeti. Of course, that's a that's a Frankenstein's monkey farm joke. We call the uh, critters space yetis they are pre- they are like space yetis they show up wreck shop eat everybody <laughs> run away yeah, yeah yeah critters and snow beasts both yep it's like if critters stacked up and went into snow places sure sure i am the giant critter so oh boy look at the snow. time would you look at that time to get spooked all right, spookiest moment. What is it? I would say when you see um in the cabin with the arm. I would okay, say that is the sure. spookiest moment. I'm with you uh, because both Svensson and Helen are in the, well, it's a barn. And barn. they go to leave the barn and a dead body falls out of the rafters. And then the snow beast tries to punch through the door and then reaches through the window. You know, and it's just wrecking shop again and yeah they have to they have to escape this you know before they get eaten by the snow beast so that is that is the spookiest part i'm with you 100 percent. we agree on this episode yeah we do oh man there are a lot of other shows where people just argue the whole show that's not ours for sure there is yeah man uh, no most notably i have a lot of fun with the countdown uh, movies and TV reviews podcast. They just scream at each other like the whole show. They just yell and fight. It's it's really funny. Yeah, it's not healthy for a dad and son to do, though. Alistair, my man. That's it for Snow Beast, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's uh, stab this podcast in the chest with a ski pole and throw it down a cliff. Yep, let's go. So if you want to support the show, you can, of course, uh, rate and review us on iTunes, etc. That's always really helpful. If you want to throw some money towards Alistair's college fund and get access to our exclusive content, uh, head over to patreon.com slash word salad. You got it this time, man. <laughs> Every little bit helps there. And we've got a lot of cool stuff uh, going on. Every month we post exclusive content. But uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash word salad. And you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at 
underscore cast. Nope. <laughs> Cadaver underscore cast. I was close. Cadaver underscore cast on Twitter. On Facebook, you can find us. At the Critters and Creeps Club. You always Join leave the club. You always leave Cadavercast out of that. The Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club on Facebook. So I don't know why. Yep. Head over there. Join the club. Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. And if you want to send us an email at any point, you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com. That I'm gonna sign us out. Alright, man, go ahead. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Mel Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love ya. Stay safe on those slopes. Watch out for snow beasts. Bum, bum, bum. What if you had, like, a giant plate, took the sheriff, put it on the plate, cut him up like ham, and then used <laughs> the fork and ate him? <laughs>